1: Big story in the United States this morning. Inflation, 6.2%. The highest it's been in some 30 years. In Canada, we're seeing the highest inflation rates we've seen in almost 20 years, according to the last report, and it's not going to be going down. Um, It's costing more for everything. It's being fueled primarily by uh, things like fuel prices, real estate, things like that. But across the board, we've done stories on how uh, food prices have gone up. The cost of living is going up. Interest rates are not, though. So you're not getting more return from your savings. So if that's how you're relying on getting through day-to-day life, you're not seeing an increase in income, but you are seeing an increase in cost of living. It's causing a lot of concern for a lot of people. So let's get some insight onto what, if anything, we can do to try and navigate this situation. We're going to chat now with Bridget Casey. Uh, Bridget is the founder of Money After Graduation. Bridget, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, of course. It really is a tough spot right now, right? When you're seeing inflation that we haven't seen in 30 years, but interest rates aren't rising, it's sort of a a perfect storm of, uh, if you're on a fixed income, you know, living off retirement investments and things like that, you're probably not seeing that go up while the cost of living goes up.
2: Yes, it's a very challenging position to be in to see costs rise all around you and no increase in income, and that's both from retirement assets and also wages are stagnant.
1: So for people who are starting to think, okay, uh, I just can't make ends meet the way that I used to, is this a good time to maybe start looking around for a way to try and get a better bang for your buck? Do you want to start abandoning whatever you've been doing and look for something else? <laughs> I think it's
2: always a good time to look for a better deal on your savings and investments. Okay. In terms of making your dollar go further day to day, there's really nothing more you can do than to adjust your budget. But in the long term, you want to protect your long-term assets by investing them in something that appreciates faster than inflation.
1: Okay, so when you say look for savings, what are you talking about?
2: Well, honestly, savings accounts, the highest you can get right now is about 1.2, 1.3. You really can't do better than that. That's just what it is until Bank of Canada raises rates. But to get a high return on your money, the best source is still uh, the stock market. Really, hey? Yes. Um, <laughs> like, even though we've seen 5 6% inflation uh, over the past year, we've seen 25%, 30% appreciation of stocks during that same time.
1: Okay, so um, that can be risky for a lot of people. If you, if you don't know, is there a way to go about getting into the stock market and maybe trying to get a better return on your money um, without risking everything?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I actually caution people not to go ahead and do individual stock picks. Okay. The best way to invest is to use a robo-advisor, which is an automated investing service, and it will invest your money for you, so you don't actually have to do any stock picking. And most of the big banks, as well as fintech brands like Wealthsimple, offer robo-advising services right now. And if you are a little bit of a self-directed investor and you understand the stock market, then just a diversified portfolio of ETFs is the best choice.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: Okay, explain this to me. What's a robo-advisor? Like, they're picking individual stocks for you, or are they just buying sort of, is it like a mutual fund or an ETF where you're basically with a bunch of other people in a broad spectrum of stocks? It's similar
2: to that. So a ro- robo-advisor is not actually a robot. It just um, It's just an automated sure. investing service. So it uses an algorithm as well as portfolio managers that choose investments for you. They're primarily investing directly in ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which are collections of investment securities, usually stocks hundreds or thousands of them. So you are not risking it at all on one company going up or down, but you have exposure to the entire stock market.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Now there's so many different ways to do this. Like you say, the banks, you've got um, online platforms and things like that. Can can you save money by getting involved depending on, should you shop around basically is the question.
2: Yes, I think you should shop around. I know a lot of people are still in mutual funds right now, which while they offer those diversified investments, they are, charging fees that might be two or even three percent. And it seems small, but over your investing lifetime, that can add up to six or seven figures of returns lost to fees. Hmm. So look around for uh, lower cost options, which are usually robo advisors or ETFs. And you want to keep those fees under 0.5%. And that's what most of them are offering now because that's the competitive rate. So yeah, compare uh, the robo-advisors at big banks and other fintech and look for 0.5% or lower in management fees. Um,
1: Okay, I I, I don't know any of this financial stuff, but I keep hearing (laughs) everybody talking about crypto, 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 crypto. Is that something people (laughs) should be looking at?
2: I mean, you're asking someone that loves cryptocurrency, (laughs) so I would say yes, I'm very bullish on cryptocurrency, and I love investing in it, but I think that people should move into it carefully because that's really similar to buying just one stock and hoping it goes up. The only difference is it's a crypto coin instead of a stock. I personally suggest that you don't invest more than, say, 5% of your total wealth into cryptocurrency, but I do think it's important to invest in it and understand how
1: it works and also capture some of those great gains that we've had in crypto. And and that's the thing with crypto. There's nothing more volatile than crypto, right? I mean, it, it's up one day, down the next. You just got to ride it out, right?
2: Yeah, you do. And that's why the other reason it's good to only start with a few hundred dollars or maybe a thousand dollars, because when you see those double-digit drops, or you might lose 15, 20 percent in a single day, you have to not be
1: putting money at risk that you need for your day-to-day budget. Um, when, we t- when we see inflation numbers going up like this, I mean, people start to get scared, right? I mean, th- things it's just going up month after month after month after month. Um, is, it, is it don't panic? Is it just sort of... We'll wait and see where things go, and interest rates will catch up. I mean, what's the long-term look at where we're at? Because right now, things look a little troubling.
2: Yeah, um, there's no reason to panic. The most important thing to remember, first of all, is these numbers When we're saying inflation has increased this much in a year, we're basing them on last year when we were in the middle of the pandemic and everything had fallen. That's actually why inflation is looking so high, because our benchmark is so low, because it was during the pandemic when everything was shut down. The other thing to remember is not everything inflates at the same rate. And as you mentioned in your preamble, it's primarily real estate and fuel prices that are making the average inflation look much higher. So it's not true that everything's increasing at 6, 10, 20% at a time. It's it's certain things. So you won't find prices going up for all things. And sometimes you might find prices go up in your favor. Like I know everyone thought their used cars appreciated value over the past year. Yes. So just just relax and know that it won't go up forever. It's not going to go up 10% per year from now on. And when Bank of Canada does raise rates, which will they they will have to eventually to control some of this inflation, we will see it settle out.
1: Okay. So just be patient here.
2: Just be patient.
1: Gotcha. Okay. As hard as that is. Thank you, Bridget. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. You bet. That is Bridget Casey, founder of Money After Graduation.